Cordell. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sammy too. Sammy, oh, you're, you're in yep. here. Sammy. Oh, hey, Sammy. Okay. What's up? Hey, hi, Sammy. Look, there's something more important right now. My favorite game is finally trending. Okay, what? yeah. What, what game? game? I've I've been waiting for this for so long. Finally, the unsung hero of the Nintendo franchise, Splatoon, is trending. I guess because like they announced Splatoon 3 is coming out. Splatoon but... is a great game. I love Splatoon. Wait, Splatoon's a wait, great I've, game. I have not seen anything about Splatoon. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, like... So, like, you know the, the premise of Splatoon, it's, it's like a paint war, they're kind of going back and forth with each other, and they kind of look like squids, and, like, they, like, there's, like, squid yeah. people. Okay. Yeah, so, like, like I see hashtag squid game trending, and I'm like, holy crap, guys, it's happening! Ooh. It's happening! Um, um, buddy. Am I missing, am I missing something? Uh, mm. Um... Just what may end up being one of the most influential Netflix TV shows ever produced. You like Jin- Junji Ito, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, yeah, I like. You Junji, like, you I like, like commentaries Ito. on a uh, society, primarily capitalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely something. I, oh, I. This is depressing. Start the music. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Just Super, where we analyze, criticize, and otherwise size up superhero fiction. No story is off limits, and no medium is safe. I'm Cordell. I'm Caleb. And I'm Sammy. I'm back. Yay, Yay Sammy. Right. Sammy Hello. from uh, from Nat Wonderful and from yes. possibly a few other podcasts coming up. I think yes, you said last I'm time. Trying. There's some stuff We're in trying. The we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but yeah, it's really cool. We're always glad to have guests. And uh, enough of you guys reached out and said that you really liked Sammy that we had to bring her back. It's yeah. kind of crazy that I have fans, but cool. Hello, fans. Adoring <laughs> fans. Sammy, to be fair, you may have more fans than Caleb and I do on this show. I I totally think she does. I, I really think so. <laughs> None of well, neither I'm, Caleb and I aren't backed by popular demand. We're back because we do it and we can't be stopped. Yeah. We back. We're back because we demand ourselves to do this every week. Hey, yeah. I listen to it every week, so it's it's a good podcast. I don't know what you guys talk about. Oh well, well it's dang. better because of you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> but we also had Sammy back because ooh this this uh this, is a hard this one. hero this is a big one. It's a very big one, and it's not only a very big one. It is one that, uh, in the past, and possibly in the very near future, uh, Cordell and I have expressed some disdain, hatred. I would say anger. I, I, I'm more of a disdain fella. I, I don't like to hate things. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about Superman. It's Superman. You've seen it. We're talking about Superman. Superman. I love I love me some Clark. So they that okay, yeah. that's the thing I will say right off the bat. My hatred is not for Clark Kent, it is for Superman, which is why I I I think we should address that up front, get it out there and kind of just see what we need to do. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I 
I'll, I'll say where I stand then since too. I do not hate Superman as like a concept or even necessarily a character. I hate him as a writer's tool. My, yes, my disdain for the character comes from lazy writing and in my opinion, boring character design. I don't dislike who he is or what he stands for. It's just that kind of character bores me to tears and I hate a lot of the things writers have done. Yeah. And Sammy Fair. loves yeah. Superman, so tell us about that real quick. I, <laughs> I just love Superman in general. I've always like just grown up loving superheroes. I think my first was always Batman, of course. But Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I don't know, just something about just this like super powered man literally <laughs> that is like just this boy scout and like doesn't even have the ability to do wrong is just it's just the classic american dream excelsior oops oh well, i'm gonna have to bust out that excelsior for the first time i'm in a sorry while. oh no i oh, forgot man. but well, yeah i think the best way to handle this is just to just Go jump right into it. Yeah. Just yes. Philip DeFranco, um, jump right into it. Let's be <laughs> honest. This is going to be a part one, folks. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot to cover with Superman, and we're not going to do it in one episode unless you want two hour episodes. So, yeah. Part one, baby. Let's dive right in. Yeah. So let's get in with the real world origin. So, Superman is an American comic strip superhero created by DC Comics by writer Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. And Superman first appeared in Action Comics number one in June of 1938. Now, I already have some fun facts for this. He's old? He's old as heck. Very old. <laughs> like, I think I I think he's around the same age as my, grandpa, as my granddad, right around there. Okay, dang. Old. Old. But here's the thing. Here's all I'm going to say. There is no actual release date because there were two. One was in April and one was in June. The April was a test launch, but some fans recognize that as the actual launch. The June one is what DC recognizes. So already there is a debate on when Superman was released. Okay. Which is Dang. just like, we don't even have to talk about that, but it's just a wild yeah. thing. You know, if you... You know, listener, if you go into a comic book store and somebody asks you, hey, when was the first Superman comic released? You can say April or June of 1938 and you'd be right. Just know that if you get if you don't get the answer they're looking for, they will take you out back and shoot you. They they will. Most likely. That's, that's how uh, some comic fans are. That's how superhero now, fans are. Very, also, very much Superman. So. Superman, superhero. Also, a weird thing about his origin, uh, he was not originally designed to be good. He or, was originally yeah. designed as just an evil guy with mind powers. Yeah, his Classic. power set was completely different. Because was he was completely different. He was like supposed to be the Ubermensch kind of deal, right? Yes. Y yeah. Yes. I mean, the, the, the Superman concept the, from yeah. The original he like was given drugs and were was like an addict and be had these mental powers because of the drugs. Yeah. And then like, it, I think, didn't he like kill his, I don't remember. It's crazy. <laughs> it is a crazy thing. Uh, 
if we we could probably do a whole episode just over the original Superman origin. Yeah. And it would be buck wild. It would be insane. To say the least. We could do an entire podcast over the entire over history Superman. of Superman. Like Superman alone could yeah. take up a couple years worth of episode time. Yes. Yeah. Correct. If we really do, if we really dove in, yes, which is why this is a two-parter. Yes. Um that's the least we so, can do. So, but oh. That that is the short version of the long real world origin of Superman, and there is a lot of like speculation of like, I I remember growing up in like in high junior high high school and Cordell, you might have heard this, Sammy, you might have heard this, but like I remember somebody telling me like, oh yeah, Superman was created by these two Jewish guys is the idea of the Jewish Messiah, and I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Never uh, heard that one. No, I like I I heard that one and I believed it for so long. It was insane. Sheesh, as they say. Yeah. Sheesh, indeed. <laughs> I'm not I'm not connected to the kids these days enough to to sheesh properly. <laughs> I'm not either. Me I, neither. I, just I still sheesh it. I sh- I still sheesh it out. We gotta we gotta stay relevant, Cordell. We gotta get plugged in with all these gen z's that's okay, how you get uh, the new I'm viewers gonna... you gotta sheesh it out sheesh. is that da- is dabbing still popular this is a no a audio format but i can dab can you hear it folks we're dabbing cordell's dabbing okay but like <laughs> comic book origins now should we go into yeah that? yeah let's yeah. keep to going go so that is that is the long the short of the real world origins i the comic origin Take it. Yeah, so the like most the most agreed upon origin for Superman is he like he's from the planet Krypton, which is just this yep. futuristic planet with humanoid well, not even just humanoid, just human looking aliens and like that have super advanced technology. He's the son of Jor-El, this big scientist on mm-hmm. Krypton. And I believe, I believe in some origins, Jor-El's brother is uh, General Zod in some things. So some weird stuff of like, my uncle is the yeah. one to come and attack me. But um, Jor-El Whoa. is like, oh, the planet, there's this like this red sun that, you know, gives us the sun power, the power of the sun. Um, and that just starts going supernova. Well, no, like that's the... The regular the yellow red sun, sun is palette. just their sun, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That gives us the solar. That gives us solar energy. Oh, oh okay, okay. Sorry, yeah. I'm dumb. Um, but that goes supernova, and so Jor-El's like, I don't want my son to die because Krypton's gonna explode. So he puts him in a little pod and goes by and sh- shoots him off into the universe. Um. Cal is just, you know, vibing in space until he crashes on Earth in Smallville, Kansas, where he is found by uh, Martha and Jonathan Kent, who are two, mm-hmm. like, just straight up, yeah. Straight up called Smallville, by It doesn't exist in real life, we have to be clear, so don't try going to find it, but... No, do it. Smallville, Kansas. Go find it. Go find it. Go build go, it. Go found Smallville, Kansas. Do it. Go find Kansas. it. Do it right Document now. Document that. Find Smallville. It's the capital of just super. You gotta find it. But I thought you didn't like Superman. 
Well, it doesn't mean I don't like the fact that it's called Smallville, Kansas. Okay, fair. <laughs> I like the idea that Smallville doesn't exist, but it does if you find it at the right time. And if it's you look some, in like, your heart. Eldritch location that'll just consume you. <laughs> but yeah, so he lands in Smallville to these farmers, and they like raise him as a human because they don't know. They're just like, I guess he's an alien, but like. He doesn't need to know that, I guess. And then he starts getting powers because he just like unbeknownst to him, the um, he the yellow sun is charging his cells and making him more powerful, which I will talk about this a little bit in retcons. But um, originally, Cal Clark was just from a race of supermen. And like that was it. But there there are reasons that changed. And we'll talk about that later but um i i, I want to save it because it's interesting i don't want to spoil the fun <laughs> already fair but um yeah so because of his kryptonian biology he gets these powers from the yellow sun um the most most origins are very reminiscent of like hercules like even one of my favorite stories all-star superman mirrors hercules's 12 labors because superman does 12 labors before he dies Long story, whatever. But um, yeah, generally Clark grows up in Smallville and is like, yo, I'm a moral dude. I'm a Boy Scout. And oh, now I have powers. This is crazy. Um, And then he goes to Metropolis and then he's mm-hmm. like, I'm at the Daily Planet now. Oh, this is Lois Lane. OK, heck yes. I'm in I'm in Met, I'm in from Metropolis now. I do want to point out, um, so one of my favorite podcasters is Travis McElroy, and he tweeted the other day, I think it's funny when you realize that at some point, Superman's parents had to teach him which things he had to pretend were heavy. And that brings me such joy. Yeah. (laughs) To have like a six-year-old bench pressing a car, and they're like, oh, no, no, wait, Clark, chill. Chill out, dude. Chill out. You can't do that. (laughs) What? I just want to say... That origin, you know, like two people in a rural area, can't have a kid, find a crash landed alien baby, raise him as their own, raise him to be good, and he has superpowers. They stole that from Brightburn. Yeah, for real. Like, I can't believe they did that. Well, I guess in Brightburn, it's a little, they changed it up because Brightburn, he's evil. Yeah, yeah. So they they totally ripped off Brightburn here. But I think it's. I think it's a little bit okay because they made him they good. They made him good. It made him more interesting. I also want to point out <laughs> parent raising a kid with powers that they don't know how to control the power. Way to rip off of uh, Dragon Ball Z with Goku's origin. Way to rip off the Incredibles with Jack-Jack. Way to rip off LGBTQ experiences. They're <laughs> oh my, yeah. born oh, with yep. powers. Superman the queer allegory. <laughs> All right. Um... In my readings, the more allegory is towards uh, uh, immigrants. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. 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 Superman is an immigrant to allegory. To go back to serious stuff. Has a, pretty, has a pretty strong case for it. Uh, and I actually really like it. So. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. He's very yeah. cool. Very nice. Is it powers time? It's powers time. It's powers time. And this is where I'm probably going to groan a lot. Uh, I've. I've kind of kept it a little bit light on this. Um, you may or may not know, listeners, but in Superman's original incarnation, 
outside of the like evil bad guy one, like the real one where he starts to actually look like Superman, mm-hmm. he was simply super strong and mostly bulletproof. Yeah. He could leap like an eighth of a mile and could outrun a train, but he couldn't fly. He didn't have heat vision or anything like that. As the golden age of comics progressed, though, he developed most of his suite of powers that we now know him to have, which his current powers are all centered around him being a Kryptonian. He's an alien. And he's got this solar thing that comes from the light of a yellow sun, like the one that's on Earth. Well, not on Earth, but orbit that we orbit that one, our sun. You know the, the sun? sun uh, don't one. look at it. Uh, too much. Don't. Look right at it, folks. Look right so at it for three minutes straight. into it. Yep. Yeah. Without sunglasses. Then, yeah, email us. Tell us how it Don't works. sue us. But We're not allowed to sue don't us. Don't actually though. do it. No Susie's. <laughs> do it. Do it. No Susie's backsies. <laughs> so all of his powers come from the yellow sun, and he absorbs them like, like a solar cell and then has powers. They are super strength, super speed. Flight, he's invulnerable to most things except kryptonite, Uh, has super senses, uh, heat vision, x-ray vision, and really just any power you could semi-reasonably extrapolate from that list. Oh, shockwave clap, because he can clap his hands that fast and hard? Cool. Did you say freeze breath? Freeze breath is not on a lot of the lists I (laughs) see anymore. Does he still have that one? I don't know if he still has that. But that was definitely- Because he had it for a time, but he also had electric powers for a time. Yeah. When he was like Superman Red, Superman Blue, was that what they were? Yeah, Superman Red and Blue. Yeah, yeah there there was a weird period where they would change him up for about a decade, and people would hate it, and then they send him back to his current powers. Yeah, but that is overall the list. If, if you could just give me a second, I'm gonna step away for a second. Why is he so powerful? <laughs> he doesn't need this many powers. Dang, why does he? He doesn't yeah. need it. Yeah, sorry guys. I just had to walk away for a second. Okay, um, yeah. Listeners, I don't know if you, this is just a fun little behind the curtain look for our listeners. Caleb got a new mic, <laughs> and it is <laughs> It is one of those mics that like I don't remember the word. It's like sinusoidal Super or cardioid. Car- yeah, cardioid. Cardioid, not sinusoid. <laughs> so, Caleb got a cardioid mic. Which means that it's really only really good at getting sound right in front of it's, it. It's got like so a heart-shaped yeah, pickup range. That is Caleb's new favorite thing of going away from the mic, screaming for a bit, and coming back. And I think it's really funny, but I wanted to let you know why that's going to suddenly start <laughs> yeah. happening. It's not going to happen a lot. It's just going to happen when I'm frustrated and I actually do want to yell about something. Which it's going to be Superman's once an episode, power at least. suite is one of those things. Yeah. And like, I know we have more to talk about, but like... If you we got two episodes. We go got off. two episodes. Okay, listen, Superman is ridiculously powered. There, there is such a suite of powers that he has that it's it's almost to the point where it's like you can throw anything at Superman and he can handle it with little to no struggle. And I think that is my problem from a writer's perspective at Superman is that if you basically make it to where it's like he can do anything. Nothing becomes interesting. Yeah. I I generally agree with that, and that's where a lot of my struggle with him comes to, because I'm, as you probably know by now, a big fan of characters with a more niche power that they learn to be versatile with, rather than a character with every power you could think of, that they're just versatile because. Yeah. Yeah. But all that to say, I'm 
oftentimes I can find myself impressed by what they know to do with Superman and what they've tried to do and the stories they've told. But I understand that from a viewer's perspective like me or Caleb, where we want to watch a character struggle and overcome, it's kind of really tough to see good guy Superman who's always good and always strong and always the best. Yeah. Well, like, if I can just, like, throw it out there, I particularly like Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey. It is a great way to do stories. And when you have someone that is so superpowered, the hero's journey becomes impossible because there is no struggle. There, like, oh, you throw Superman in a new world? Guess what? You can probably Excelsior. handle it. Y'all, watch your mouths this week. I get week. passionate. You are really, really, really making it tough on me to edit. I hey, I'm not going to curse again. That wasn't me this time. That's my one. I haven't said any other big curse word yet. Okay. I think one in 16 episodes is impressive for Caleb Burley. Let's be honest. Yeah, you, you've had incredible restraint up to this point. But anyway, he can handle it. He can handle the new world, and he can probably handle it easier than any other superhero ever like you have like one of my favorite heroes ever darwin who can literally adapt to anything and if you throw him in a new world superman can probably still handle it better when written poorly when written poorly which (laughs) let's be honest there are more bad writers than there are good ones yeah that's just that's true for everything yeah yeah 90 percent of stuff is kind of kind of just chaff and i will say Superman really, really frustrates me. I'm trying to take a nice positive outlook to try to be open-minded about this stuff because I've been so closed off about Superman up until this point. I'm trying, honestly. I I know. I'm just going to... My biggest issue is honestly kryptonite. When your character is so obscenely strong by nature that you have to invent a substance that is their weakness, that's when you've lost me. Like, I don't care if you're super, super strong. Like, that's fine. I mean, you look at Thor, arguably... He is overpowered in most ways. You look at the Hulk. But they don't have a kryptonite. They are just, you can beat them by overpowering them. Superman is so strong that he needs kryptonite. And that's where my biggest issue with his powers comes from. If he had this whole suite of powers but could still be taken down reasonably, I wouldn't care. But it's kryptonite that gets me. Also, how does it work? Isn't it part of his home yeah, planet? Like Why would his, his planet, planet poison him? I'd, Why I would his planet it's, poison it's him? It's weird. It is dumb. Kryptonite's dumb. That doesn't make but sense. But that's why I like All-Star Superman, and I'm going to go off on that a why? little bit, because All-Star Superman okay. is all about Superman in the process of dying. So the whole, I'm nice. just going to start it off. I'm just going to, we got time. We got time. I'll say the origin. We got time. All-Star Superman is literally. Yeah, let's kill him. Um, Lex sets up, they're trying to, uh, humans are trying to study the sun more. So Lex sends this like human. I'm it's maybe Lex doesn't do it exactly. I haven't read it fully. And also, I just I just do want to say, put it on record, that I did want both of these boys to read All Star Superman before, and neither of them were able to, which is fine. But um, just I'm telling the, the listeners need to know that I did give them that assignment, and it was not listeners. <laughs> the the link she sent. It was just, it was, it was too buggy. There were a lot of ads. My mama raised me with better internet safety than that. I read the first three issues and then, um, I decided to go see the new James Bond movie. (laughs) Yeah. I did give them about two weeks to read it 
and then they they didn't even try. But that's okay. That's okay. That's <laughs> hey, hey, we were nasty little phlegm goblins. We were, we were nasty sick. phlegm goblins. It was still two weeks, but that's okay. We're gonna keep moving on. All Star Superman's hey, really good. I have no excuse. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Thank you for acknowledging <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> but yes, All Star Superman. So there's this ship that is going to study the sun and try and get real, real close, right? Real close to the sun. So right Lex has a person on board that he, like, is a bad guy and genetically engineered to be this monster dude. Um, Calling it imposter, like Among Us. Exactly. It does. They ripped off imposter Among Us, sussy baka. Wow. Um, but he messes up the mission. So Superman has to come in and save the day because he's Superman, right? But he gets like way too close to the sun and it supercharges his cells. Like it just, he absorbs way too much solar radiation, which Lex, because he's a, he's a, a ding dong smart guy planned on the entire time, obviously. So Dang. wait a second. Art, haven't, doesn't Superman clean his suit by flying into the sun? In, Hasn't he done that before? In bad stories, probably. Okay. That may be like a joke me- making fun of Superman that I remember, yeah. but I thought for sure he flew into the sun on a semi-regular basis. N- not Well, according to this comic, no. In this in this context. Okay, cool, know. cool. I'll roll so with it. I'll roll with it. he absorbs too much. I'm open-minded now. Exactly. That Which is what we love. We love to hear. But it is explained in that comic, basically, that all of Superman's and Kryptonian's cells are solar batteries, basically, for yellow sun energy. So what happened was Superman, since he absorbed too much, each of those batteries are overloading, which are causing his cells, which are the batteries, to com- like just die after they... It's di- cancer. It, yeah, exactly. But because he, is, it, he has so much solar radiation, he is also the strongest... He's ever been. He's the strongest, but is also dying in the process. Um, so like this just entire story is all about that process. And like there was people coming from the future being like, well, oh, this is the date that Superman died. And he he it mirrors Hercules's 12 labors. As I said earlier, it's like Superman has these 12 legendary feats. I think it's 12. It might be 10. Whatever. But he does these like 12 labors that like he escapes the this like gravity well or like this universe that is super heavy gravity. He like goes to the um, the do you know Bizarro? Do you guys know what a Bizarro is? Yeah. Oh, he goes to the Bizarro land basically and they like help him escape all of these stuff. Um, And it really is just the the coolest because also you find out. That because of all of this, like all of the bad stuff Lex was doing that caused this, he gets put on death row. So it's like these two enemies just both dying. Um, Yeah. In the end, Lex survives because he takes a a little syringe thing that makes him Superman for 24 hours, I think. It's like just just gives him Superman's powers, which Superman did for Lois earlier in the series. Okay. I still ob- object to its existence, but if it's a Chekhov's gun thing, I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's like, and I think in the animation, well, no, they do it in the comic too. Lex, like, realizes 
he just knows everything now because like, or he can perceive everything. And he just is like, wait, this is how he lives all the time. This is crazy. He saves the day and then Superman dies. But it's. Does Superman stay dead? It's a, if it's basically a one shot, it's a one off comic type thing. So I guess in that, yes. Is it like an alternate universe Superman? I think so. I think it technically is. I can double check right now because I have the internet. Also, while while Sam is double checking, I just want to point out, Cordell, you alluded to Chekhov's gun earlier. Uh, In the uh, story where Chekhov's gun originated, the gun was never fired and that bothers me to this day. What do they do with it? It literally is just in act one. They're like, oh, look, there's that rifle above the fireplace. And then it's never used. There it is. Look at that. It's a rifle. So so did people invent the term Chekhov's gun because they were mad at him? Or did he use it as an example of how frustrating it is? Because Chekhov liked to just be frustrating, it would seem. Uh, from what I know, Chekhov, like... People like he had had other plot devices earlier that then people were just like, well, you know, it's just going to be Chekhov's thing to like have a plot device. And then he was like, no, here's a gun. I'm Chekhov and this is a seagull. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing else to say. So I think I think it is just a different universe because also in this universe and some of the. I forget exactly what issue, but he meets his descendants. And like one of them is Mixelpick, Mixelpicklicked. He's like, it's a descendant from the fifth dimension. There's yeah, like, Mr. Mixelpicklicks. Except this guy's name is Kixelpicklicks. That's horrible. Yeah. It's basically supposed to be like Kalal, but. Mixed with fifth dimension language. Huh. You know, I'm going to say, after having heard that, that's the kind of Superman stuff I can get behind. <laughs> Although, arguably, it's it's a detriment to the character's design and power set that they have to do that story for it to be like, wow, this is compelling. In my yeah. mind. Which, like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> What did I tell you? Science corner. Where we put the sense in nonsense. Whoa, this is my first time. Funny enough, Sammy, though. It's not. You were you were in the episode that saw the inception. Oh my lord! This is my first official one, though. For this week's science corner, I've decided to harken back not only to the Richard Donner Superman film, but to the very first guest episode and the inception of the science corner itself. Ah, okay. In the Richard Donner Superman movie, Superman reverses time. By flying really, really fast in order to save Lois Lane. Yes. Resulting in that iconic scene of the Earth rotating backwards as things undo themselves. Because that's how time works, you know? That's how time works, That's totally how time works. And your first guest episode and the first Science Corner was The Flash, who is well known for traveling fast to go through time. (laughs) So. True. Okay. 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 Yeah, this is great. 
My question for you guys is simple. Can you really travel through time by going faster than the speed of light? Oh. Ooh, okay. I did a research paper on this a long time ago. I want to I wanna hear your initial thoughts before I dive in. So if you want to get really semantic and all that crazy, the faster and closer you get to the speed of light, the slower time moves. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think... I am... When where I see the speed of light as a speed limit, I do not think you could go back in time through that means. But technically, fair, you are moving forward in time the the faster you are going. You know what? Yes, you can. Okay, <laughs> I have no knowledge in this area. You can do it. Now there are theories. Okay, there are theories that you can. There are so There's many so theories many. out there. And obviously, the answer here is a pretty resounding no. Einstein You're wrong. Proposed... My theory says otherwise. <laughs> Give it a minute. We have a whole debate section coming up. <laughs> Einstein proposed that there is a universal speed limit, which is the speed of light, which is something like 700 million miles per second or something like it's insane. It's also where we get a light year is that's the distance the light will travel in a year. Yeah. Fun fact. Nothing with any mass can go faster than light because light itself has no mass, which is why it's the fastest possible thing in the universe. So, ignoring the physical reason of having mass that we couldn't go faster than light, what would happen if we did? That's where people start to get into time travel. Okay. Because, relativistically speaking, the faster you go, the slower time moves for you from your perspective. Yes. If you could go the speed of light, then everything but light itself would seem to freeze around you and light would move just at the same pace as you. The idea of time travel is that if you could go faster than light, then things wouldn't just slow down, but they would actually reverse. Meaning that you would start to experience events that have already happened and you'd end up in a relative past. Okay. Okay. The logic is super flawed for several scientific reasons. But I honestly can't fully articulate them because I lack the several degrees in the appropriate fields it would take. (laughs) Fair. So instead, I'm going to use my mind to explain why I think the logic is flawed, and then we can have a fun time travel debate if we want. Okay. I'm always down for a time travel debate. Okay, excellent. First, I think it's flawed because it assumes that the past and the future are things that concretely exist at all times instead of just being concepts that we use to define what we call the present. Fair, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can agree with you on that. Like, to, to, to get really, I guess, scientific about it, the only thing we can empirically observe is the present. Yes. We can't see the past. We can't see the future. So as far as we know, we could just be in this little solipsistic bubble that is the now and everything just happens and there's not there's not a future we could go to or a past it's just the now and we've invented those ideas to discuss time which is really just our perspective on the way events occur yeah i i can agree with that secondly (laughs) i think about time travel a lot it's very interesting to think about i think it goes against our current understanding of how light and time work and my reasoning for that is because light has energy and momentum but no mass Mm -hmm. But it's, it's not like by going faster than that, you're going to reverse that energy and momentum, right? Yeah. Like if, 
if you're going 30 miles an hour and I go 40 miles an hour, you're not going backwards. I'm just getting further ahead at a faster rate. Yeah. Just because the like your perception of time would seem to reverse, I think what you would really be seeing is you're going fast enough to start interacting with light that is from events that have happened earlier, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like all of these are just trying to glitch the universe. Like, it yeah. sounds like, I don't know if either of you will understand this reference, but your fans might. It's like a backwards long jump. The uh, infinite stairs backward long jump and oh, Mario, and Mario 64. 64 speed running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's actually like, that's a really interesting thing. I hadn't thought about it that way, but what that, is that? Makes, it makes sense. There's... A certain spot you can stand in and do and like start to jump and the gravity messes like the physics engine within Mario 64. Only the original copy. You can't do it in any of the releases since then. Um, but there's enough that the mass starts to stop working. And then when yeah. you back jump out of it, it just launches you to wherever and a lot mm -hmm. of people use that as a way to clip through the door to get to the Mario boss fight right out of the gate. Yeah, you clip through. You clip, oh wow! You clip through the door, but you also need enough stars to not have an infinite staircase to reach the final boss, the, the final mm -hmm. Bowser gotcha. fight. So you have to do it twice, yeah. and then you go up. It just launches you through the infinite stairs. But that's basically what people are saying for light speed. It's like you're just jumping and you're doing one speed and then zoom, you're going back in time, which doesn't seem realistic. Yeah, and if if you could get to the past by going faster than light, you would still have to travel that amount of time to get to that place, if yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. You would still have to go. If you wanted to go 100 so, years in the past, you would have to go that fast for that long to get back there. What's the point? So I think I I tend to think of time less as a uh, one directional line and more as a circle. Wibbly like wobbly, timey wimey. Well, yeah, but time wobbly, timey wimey stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who, <laughs> 42. <laughs> no. Um, that's Hitchhikers. I know it's Hitchhikers, but it's. Don't blink. That's like my go to like nerd joke of like making fun of nerds is like, <laughs> 42. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I think using that thought to me and getting kind of into the debate of it. It's less about moving backwards as it is about somehow circling back to the exact spot, which is hard to do. Like, it's not physically possible, obviously. Yeah. But, like, I, I think a perfect example of, like, what I'm talking about is in, like, Futurama, is you have Fry going back to write a love letter to Leela using stalagmites and stalactites by shooting precise spots. Because he got stuck in a time machine and was looping through time over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah, but I I suppose my issue with that still is that you are not moving through time. You are moving through space at a speed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so it you is, would, it is in not... order to do that loop, you would have to travel at the correct speed of faster than light. Far enough and long enough to get to the exact point that you wanted to time travel at while also avoiding all celestial bodies at every point. Well, I think it's also 
in that space, I think it also we are getting into the problem of Doctor Who, which is including time and space travel simultaneously would be impossible. If one Well, it's actually the only way we could. Right. It's uh, yeah, but still being able to go at this like if you surpass the speed of light, stay at that constant speed. Whatever it is, whatever constant speed you do to accurately and efficiently be able to move out of the way of whatever celestial body might p- potentially hit you that'd be ridiculously hard and it'd be like ah oh, i'm planning a million years in the future all right i need to move in two seconds unless you're yeah. wally and west and can vibrate through- <laughs> yeah wally west and the power of vibration <laughs> You have to hand wave a lot to get any kind of thing. But like Doctor Who, from my understanding, is less that they're moving through time and space and more that they're just kind of shifting out and then shifting in at another location. Yeah, they they yeah. tend to take the like blanket approach, like literally like time and space is a blanket and, they and just they're just pop appearing from, at a different yeah, spot. They pop in from this thread and they jump over to this one and. Something yeah, like and so, like, with, with that sort of thing, that's where you get into wormholes, of because people know that faster-than-light travel isn't going to be time travel, and it isn't mm. even really feasibly possible, so I, that's why you get wormholes where they're like, ah, it's a punch through, like, a wormhole is just a hole that you go through, and you end up somewhere else in time, and Einstein-Rosen Bridge is also what it's called. Yep. Yep, true. And so they have to use that to get there, because... They actually read a really cool article about this with time and going faster than light of if you could go like, say, 10 minutes and then 10 minutes back at the speed of light, you would simultaneously feel like you did not move at all while seeing an instantaneous movie of everything you saw the entire time because you were traveling with the light that you would have seen. Mm -hmm. So the only way we could perceive it is just all at once flipping into our minds yeah but if you could go faster than light say like twice the speed you get to a point where you would get there and return and then you would see the light of you leaving and the light of you returning as kind of like phantom images of your travel because the light with the reflections is still coming at you this is giving me an actual headache to think about, so I'm going to politely request that we move on. This is all right with me as well. This is very interesting. But I'm okay with yeah, that. It's yeah. a lot. We've we've definitely hit a point where I don't think anything any of us said for the past five minutes was actually getting to a point. It was just us saying. It was things. just being like, "This and is I'm okay an interesting, with f- cool thing." Yeah. Now, yeah. so yeah. let's move on. Yeah. Team affiliations. Woo! Boom, bam. That was I'm, the just super science corner. That was the Thanks just for... super science corner. I'm about to move into team affiliations. Thank you, Cordell, because that was very good. It did give me a headache. King S. I can't say a bad word. King poop. King, king stuff. That was king stuff, Cordell. I'm proud of you. Yes, king stuff. All right, <laughs> but team affiliations. And these are like the big ones because uh, he's done a lot of like small team ups but the big ones obviously we've got the justice league one that i can i'm not gonna get into details on that one one that i think counts as a team up even though it's not a superhero team up it's very important it's the daily planet i think that counts as a team that's a super team 
Yeah. Of super All right, then we have the League of Reporters Superheroes. Reporters are heroes. Your reporters are the heroes. We have the League of Superheroes, the Kryptonian Military Guild, the Superman of America, the Superman Squad, and Team Superman. Team Supers. Team Supers. Well, that's so that's the main team affiliation. What was that one? I was trying to I was just trying to remember the name of the one that I brought up in the Wally West episode where it's not te- it's like the ones from the different universes. I was just I don't whatever. I didn't remember the name. I yeah, I think it's like the Superman Guild or something like that, but Well, I was thinking of the Justice know. League that is from a different that like each of them. Oh, Isn't yeah, it like yeah, Justice yeah. League Infinite or something? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's like so many different variations of the Justice League, just as there are many variations of the Avengers. So I, it, listeners, if you really want to get into the history of Superman and look at every team he's ever been on, by all means, do it. But yet again, we could probably have a whole entire six, like yeah. six episode thing just over the teams of Superman. Yeah, exactly. Truth. Yeah. Now, uh, if everyone's okay with it, family tree. Family tree. Wait, I want to get. I want to voice. I want to voice a grievance. Ooh, Cordell grievance. That grievance. Yeah, yeah. Really quick. Really quick. Because it's the same grievance I had with Wally West. <laughs> and it's one of my grievances with DC as a general publisher and collection of characters. What what value and joy do you get out of having seven versions of the same superpower stapled onto different people that are mostly like that character? Like, I know it's a whole Batman family of like, well, this one's, oh, yeah, this yeah, one yeah, uses yeah. guns. This one's better detective. This one's a better fighter. Do do people not get bored? Like, do you really like having Superman? Crypto the super dog. Okay, crypto's okay. Crypto's magical and beautiful. But like, do you not get bored of Supergirl, Superwoman, Superboy? Do you not get tired of Spider Woman, Spider Boy, Spider Pig? I do. Yeah. See, then, then, like, then that. I do. It's the same on with everything. Like, then I don't. There's not yeah, really I'm, I'm saying I get tired of it across the board. Yeah. I'm just confused as to like I, how it's that successful for them to have most of their system built. I think on people it. like seeing what they already know that they like. So if they know yeah. that they like, if they know that Nightwing is just gonna be a younger Batman, they're like, I love Batman, and I remember seeing Dick. <laughs> I remember seeing Dick Grayson. <laughs> now you can't cut that out because it's a name. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing Dick Grayson. I love, I love, I'll, I'll see, I'll read Nightwing, even though he's just yeah. Batman, except he can flip better. Like, cool. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 like, kind of to go off what Sammy was saying, I think it's, it is like a comfort thing for people. Like, I really like the Hulk, so I don't mind that there's Hulk, Iggy Bomb, Hulk Gray, Joe Fix It. I don't mind all of that. I would love. I'm. I would okay. love to well, read a woman Spider Man. You know, it's just the idea of like, oh, that's also a different take because it's a woman instead of Peter Parker. It's a fun take on a familiar character, and like, I like Miles Morales because he's sufficiently different as a character yeah. that I don't feel like I'm doing the same stuff. But okay, here's here's what I do then, listeners. If you're a big fan of like the Batman family or the Superman family, the Flash family. I don't think Wonder Woman has a family. Poor gal. She but has a sidekick that was like Wonder Girl she has a or sidekick. whatever. But yeah. yeah. If you're a big fan of that kind of things, the Spider-Man family, I would love to know why. 
Like, beyond just legacy characters, if you love to read every incarnation of Batman, write in, tell me why. I don't want to judge, I just want to understand, because it's not a thing I've ever understood. So please write in, let me know how you think, how you feel. I'm very fascinated. Yeah, and just to be clear, it's totally understandable why you are not interested in reading the... Like Your your side is completely understandable as well, Cordell. I actually appreciate that. Yeah. I felt kind of like a like a just a a fun killer. No, for a I second. mean like I'm not super into like bad family type where I read like every single thing. So like I understand both sides of like I it's it's understandably not as interesting to some people. That's fair. And you bringing up the Spider Man thing kind of showed me a little bit of a bias there too because I still like individual Spider Man characters even if I don't like the concept as a whole. Yes. Yeah. So it's it is not a complete stance I take. It's just a thing that has bothered me specifically because most of DC's group characters are built around. Yeah, which is fair. Yeah. Family, Family tree? tree. Family tree. All right. So I'm gonna read the House of L side first. Uh, and here's the thing. It is a lot. Sammy, feel free to butt in with any cool things at any point. Literally just be like, oh yeah, they're this person. Because if I did that, it would be a whole episode. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> There's so many. So there's Don L, who is his great, great grandfather. There is Turrell, who is his great grandfather. There's Karis L or Cheris L. Uh, who is his great grandmother? There is Sag- Carousel. Thank you. We love this. There is there is Segel, who is Sega? his uh, huh? Sega. I was making uh, a joke. Well, I think it's Segel because Seagull, which is <laughs> okay. Okay, we love uh, this. Uh, who is his grandfather? And then there is Nissa Vex, who is his grandmother. Jorel, who is his father. Yes. Lara Lorvan, who is his mother. Hell, who is his adopted brother. Hell, that's hell. Nimel, who is his uncle. Zorel, who is his other uncle, who I think people confuse him with Zod. He's not Zod. Okay, yeah. Was I? Is Zod but related? But their names both have Z. Zod is like related in some lines, uh, but it's like a distant cover, distant cousin on his father's side. Okay. And so, yeah. but. It it's just it's really weird, and then you have Alora, who is his aunt. Yeah, and because Kara yeah. Zorel is his cousin, right? It's yes, super Kara Zorel, Zor-El is, is his cousin, not just Kara L. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yes, gotcha, yeah, Kara gotcha. Zorel is his that. cousin. That is the like House of L side, and it gets yeah. the House of L kind of bothers me because it's kind of like, ha, huh, this gets back into the origin. So listeners sorry we're jumping all over the place if you were gonna write into an origin that is like the whole planet and everyone on it was destroyed and only only kal-el was able to escape in time and then like slowly you're just like oh wait um no more of them were able to escape and we just didn't know about them ha 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 yeah just be from the start like he could he's a krypton like you could, there could Krypton? be more. He is a Krypton. You could even, yeah, he's a Kryptonian. There could be more of them <laughs> out there, or even just say some. You can just say some people survived. Yeah, and then that fixes my issue. DC 
pay for your sins. Yeah, we were making fun before recording of just like the same. It's the same Doctor Who of just like he's in a painting. Yeah. Like what? Why just just be like, yeah, hey, some of them are okay. Say, we don't know. Some yeah, of them are okay. nothing frustrates me more than I'm the last plot lines where they're totally not the last at all ever. I'm the last human on this planet. My name is Will Smith. I am legend. And then there's two more. You know, like, any time it's like, oh, the last Kryptonian. You could have just said, like Caleb said, a handful escaped. Because let's be realistic here. Why is Jor-El the only dude who thought to send his kid away on a rocket? Yeah. Obviously Why would anyone he believe he's the only one? Yeah. He clearly was. You wasn't. don't even have to be like a handful survived. You can literally just be like, Superman doesn't know. Superman only knows that Most, he's alive. Yeah. That's all he knows. Also, he's a baby. you have the fact that, like, you have established that interplanetary travel exists in this world. There is no reason some of them weren't just off planet. Yeah, why are the, is every Kryptonian on Krypton until it explodes? I think in right? some, I think in some stories, uh, Kara Zod was like, uh, yeah, and so, Kara was gone, yeah. and Zod was gone. Yeah, yeah there are a few, but like, why not? Why not? Like, okay, I'm sorry. Th- this is getting Jor-El is a bad character. He's he's a dad. That's literally his character. He's, I he's am a dad. dad. But listen, but listen. If you really wanted to create like a sympathetic dad character, it wouldn't have been, I'm going to save my son. It would be like, oh, I saw this several weeks out. Let me just tell everyone to evacuate. Yeah. Or, you know, it'd be kind of cool. Hey, uh, I developed this program and sent every, I sent like a dozen families away. Whoever I could gather that would believe me, they escaped. Kind of a Noah's Ark situation. They escaped with some specimens. Yes. And then they got attacked by raiders out in space. Like, there are ways to really raise the stakes there without just saying, I knew our planet was going to get destroyed and I only saved my baby in, who could die in space. In some stories, Jor-El actually did talk to like the council and we're like, yo, this is what's going to go down. The planet's going to boo-boo, bye-bye. We got to do something about yeah. it. And they were like, nah, 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 fam. This isn't real. We don't believe you. And that was the big issue. And then the council, the council said... Sorry, I'm being funded by people who say that can't exist because they make a lot of money on it, so I'm not going to vote in favor of that. Exactly. And Jorah was like, I'm an anarchist. See ya. That's a little bit of politics for y'all. Sorry about that. Let's now, move on to Amorous and Tank. Oh, I, was like, I saw the Kent family. What? Ugh. Okay. All right. So the Kent family, you've got Jonathan Kent and you've got Martha Kent, who are his adopted mother and father, respectfully. I will not make the Martha comment now. I will save it for the Batman v Superman episode. Am I going to be on that episode? I please. Um, Actually, no, I don't want any kind of positive influence. We're just going to shred it. (laughs) I I want to shred on it too, though. Okay. Okay. okay, Maybe you can join. Well, we can let you shred it. I have gripes about something I love too. I'm not just that's a. Fair. I'm not oh, just that's, a fan. That's the whole point of this show. Yeah. <laughs> that's the whole point of this show is we have gripes about the thing we love. Yeah, exactly. I Lois Lane is his wife. Wife. That's his wife. That's my and wife. Then, and then Jonathan Samuel Kent is his son. And then the every website I found with a list of his kids stopped there and just said Superman Dynasty. 
Apparently, there's a lot more. So yeah, that's kind of the whole deal with the uh, All Star Superman. He's like he meets his descendants. So there's like a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of them. But yeah, now, now Amaris and now the kissing tree. Well, for this for the kissing tree this week, Caleb stole my thunder because it's really just Lois Lane. Yeah, there were probably a couple girls in his youth back in Smallville, but like. It's always been Lois, really. I, he really didn't. I mean, it was he basically was, always he was probably Lois. probably an attractive kid. He, in Smallville, yeah. he was in love, like when he was living in Smallville, he was with Lana Lang. Ooh. So he's really only been a two, two person, two man, two person, two girl, two man, woman, girl, man, girl, woman person. It really <laughs> sounds like Lana Lang was their attempt to make Lois Lane. Except of Asian descent. Yeah. Yeah. D- yeah, is that retcons now? <laughs> yeah. That's, okay. Oh, buddy. <laughs> so, retcons. Uh, there are bring so Bring the retcons before the council. Bring out your retcons. Bring out I'm not your changed retcons. yet. So, it's Superman. So, like there are so many. There are so many. And like we've already talked wake about Wake me up when we're done, folks. Wake me up before you go go. Because I don't want to hear these retcons, um, but like I have a few, I have a few that could pique your interest. Um, I mean, there's just the 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 small ones, right? We already talked about him being the last Kryptonian, and then boom, Supergirl, which I a Supergirl, I like Supergirl a lot more than Superman because she's very interesting, and with a with a red power ring, she is like the most powerful being in the entire DC universe. We're not even gonna talk about that, um. But, like, he's had his powers level changed, you know, in the golden... Or it might have been in the Silver Age. He sneezed and destroyed a galaxy. That's just dumb. That's not okay. So they just... They brought him down. Yeah, they brought him up and down. They've had a bunch of stuff. An interesting one, though, was he was originally... I think I said this earlier. He was originally just from a race of supermen. Like, Kryptonian blood was just stronger was better but then a little thing called world world war ii happened and people were like ah what's that eugenics that's not that's not the best that's not the best thing so they were like yeah the 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 notion of the ideal race kind of soured when it was used for genocidal purposes unsurprisingly um i would say um deservingly i would say as well yeah, yes exactly yeah. so they were like yo yeah that hit that hitler guy not great not not the best. yeah th- someone should do something about hitler and yeah so after that it was changed to just being you know the yellow sun giving him powers um which is also kind of dumb yeah right. but it also opened it it's up it's better it's better it, it opened up to him to actually having um weakness like there's a lot of stories where they use the pa- people use red sunlights to drain his powers because the Kryptonians are just normal people under the red sun. That's why it wasn't a planet of supermen. Um, Can I ask a question though? If, if red sunlight and Krypton like kryptonite, if they just make him normal, why does he look like he's in constant pain when it's around him? Like, why is he hurting when it's supposed to be? I think it depends on the story, but yeah. Okay. I think here, okay, here's my theory on that. It's 
it's kind of like the idea of if you took a drug that made you 10% more powerful constantly, and then out of nowhere, you had to quit that drug cold turkey. Instantly. It's going to hurt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. It's, it's not that he's in, he would be in pain normally, but he's so used to being so high powered that suddenly having none of it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. And I think okay. directly red sunlight is like the yellow sun is giving is charging his cells basically and red sun is ceasing that so if for his cells to not be in they're basically just being drained instead of being yeah charged like what the sun does to us yeah except on a crazy more powerful level because comic books mm-hmm. comics. world war ii also changed his priorities into it to being like kind of just doing whatever to be being for truth justice in the american way because you know patriotism world war ii baby world war ii but um you know we love america and nothing else america america welcome to america where clark kent used to not be able to have babies that's my that's that's my next retcon he because originally they were like yo Clark's an alien, so like they have different biologies. So he, if if he had the big sex sex with with Lois, they can't have babies. What do you think, you dumb idiot? Um, and then they were like, which is biologically more accurate. Yeah. And then some fan artists got on it. Yeah. And then they were like, it kind of sucks that Clark can't be a dad. And they're like, okay, fine, we'll make him a dad. Okay, he gonna have babies. Because he gonna have sex and babies. He deserves he can, it. He can do okay. that thing that adults do. Okay, I'm gonna have say sex though, and do babies. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, historically, superheroes are the worst parents. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why they thought Superman was gonna be much better. Well, maybe in the best moments, maybe in the next episode when I talk about my favorite moments, there might be a little bit. Is he a good dad? Just tell me now. He's a good dad. Okay. Okay. I mean, props to Soups for being a good dad. And to, and he's even a good imaginary dad because of that one episode of the Justice League where he gets the thing. I'll talk about it later. But now is it time for that segment? That one segment that I'm going to do this this week? The segment I hate. Is it the segment? My favorite. Cordell and Caleb, guess a picture. So I. I'm so upset. I am. I was preemptive. I, I set this set this jank up already so if you go into the discord and if you take a look at that first picture that i sent don't look at the other spoilies just the first just one the first one just the very first one now describe I think what you I see know it. describe what you see okay caleb let's yeah you describe what we see caleb and then i we're gonna work together so we have a person with Green skin. Also, quick pause. I do have to say, I already gave them the 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 theme. Both of these for this episode and the next episode are from DC. But that's the only thing I'm giving them. They have they still have the the guesses. Please continue. So we have a person that seems to have green skin. There is a blue cape that I can't tell if uh, they are wearing or if someone nearby is wearing and it's just draping over them, but I'm inclined to believe they are wearing it. Uh, there is some bright red hair and then a white seemingly tight fitting shirt that has a red mark on it that seems to be like an X looking thing. 
if I was going to guess, which I will guess. Because <laughs> you already, you, you feel okay. confident in, in this guess? I actually feel like I have at least a lead. Okay. Caleb, I think I might have a lead too. What are you thinking your lead is? Um, I can't remember her name is the only issue. If you can describe to me, okay. I'll, you don't have to know her name. I, so I believe this is Martian Manhunter's daughter. Yeah, I was thinking some kind of Martian lady hunter. So let's get, because we still have our two questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So we know it's DC, so let's, don't need to ask the, the no, first question. So I'm thinking one of our questions should be, is this person related to John Jones, also known as Martian Manhunter? Is it not John Johns? John Jones. I have always... Yeah, and oh. there's the apostrophe, so I refuse to pronounce it John Jones. It's John Jones. John I've, I've Jones. only ever read it John Johns in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you you can tell that is John John Jones because that's, that's his like human. That's his secret. Human goes, name? I'm John Jones, except for this one comic I've been reading, which I can't remember, but he impersonates this cop, and it's really good. And it's like I think it's called Martian Manhunter Identities. But okay. Oh. So but what was anyway, the question? So yeah, should... is it is she related to John John Jones? Yes. Okay. I think this is John Jones's John Jones's okay, daughter. Well, well, there's a simple no, question yeah, here yeah. we can ask. Yeah. We should we simply ask: Is this John Jones's daughter? Is that your next question? Or or because we know that his daughter has been on Teen Titans. Has been a but member why, of the Teen Titans. Why not just directly ask the yes or no question that will tell us if we're right or not? That's right. That's fair. Okay. I'll ask. Is this Anja Owens' daughter? No. Haha. <laughs> 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 okay. So those were your hints. So So related to Anja Owens. So what if it's his like girlfriend? Or wife? No, or, I don't feel or like that feels right. Just like his distaff counterpart, just like a Martian lady hunter, I think should be the exact wording we use. Or M Martian man huntress? Yeah, Martian woman huntress. Martian woman huntress is a good guess. That is the name okay, you're going you think with? we should go with that? Okay, here's the deal. If... if this is just like the girl version of the Martian Manhunter. Would that answer be correct? Would that would you count that answer? Um from what you have already said, it feels like you guys know at least Caleb has seen this character before and knows enough about her that I will give this to you. But you're yeah, you're not going to figure it out until next episode if they're fully correct or if if I'm just giving it to them. That's fair. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say the final answer, Caleb. Okay. Is this Martian woman huntress? I just already did the whole spiel about you hearing it next time. So you're going to hear it next time <laughs> on Just Super. We did it. Okay, moving on. Listener mail. Caleb actually has a very special piece of listener mail from a very special lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you so much to... Emily Lipford for writing into the show. For those of you who don't know, Emily Lipford is uh, Cordell's fiance who he's getting married to in like less than Ooh, a month. That's crazy. What, what, what? I'm going to be there. But 
Emily wrote in and said, hey, so I listened to Just Super a lot on my drive this weekend, and I got to the first plot pitch hour, which uh, we definitely have some more coming. Don't worry, listeners. Uh, but, and your idea, uh, your meaning my, me, Caleb, your idea of the many lives of the Hoskins family got me so excited, I literally stopped the episode and started writing down ideas. That's well, so cool. Well, Emily... That's so cool. Also, she did tell me some of her ideas, and some of her ideas were better than anything I could come up with. So that goes to show you, sometimes you listeners are better writers than the two people that pretend they're writers. Huh, maybe she should be on the show. Yeah. Emily, come Come on on the the show, show, Emily. I'm not going to be here. She's also said that since the Cloud Nine episode, Cloud Nine might be her favorite hero. Oh, heck yeah. I love that. Which, one, just goes to show you that Cloud9 could be everybody's favorite if they let me write for her. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, so that's our listener mail for this week. Uh, Thank you for reaching out, Emily. Yeah, and for anybody else who would like to reach out, let us know if we got anything wrong or if you have any other input. If you really, really love Sammy and want her to replace us, then write in, let us know. I would never replace, only the addition. Listen. This town ain't big enough for three of us. I'm out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this town's big enough for three. No yeah, more. this town's big Dude, enough for it's three. It's large enough. It's a city now. If you'd like to email us to telling us which of us is the weakest link, you can do so <laughs> at justsuper616 at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter at justsuper616. You could follow Caleb Burley, probably the strongest link. Just pure muscle mass wise. True. At awkward from nineteen ninety seven. Pretty strong boy. You could follow Cordell. The I, I think I'm an okay link. You know, I'm not. I'm not super great link. At Cordelicious. And you could follow Sammy the hot link at I Sammy B tweeting. Without that's without a G, and it's Sammy with an I, S A M M I. And is it is it B E or just, just the B? letter B? Sammy B tweeting. Thank you to the one and only Cordell Hutchison for editing this week's episode as well as many others. Thank you to the one and only Haley Northington for providing us with our podcast art. You can find her stuff at littlelight97.redbubble.com. This show is produced by right now three of us speaking into separate microphones in separate places. And thank you to the one and only Sammy Gray for appearing on this That's week's episode. Name. Woo! No, uh, you're uh, going to have to be uh, you're going to have to deal with me in another episode, so I'm not saying goodbye <laughs> too long. Speaking of that, stay tuned. Next week we finish up Superman. And we still don't know how to end the show, but... I'm getting paid for this, right? I have an idea. Cordell, here's my idea. Hey, listeners, at any point from now, we're going to tell you a way that you can be super this week. And this week, a way that you can be super is pretty simple. If you have any way to donate to a local charity or anything, tweet at just super 616 hashtag just super and tell us that you donated to a local charity and we will shout you out on the show and if possible i'll match that donation myself man this makes my joke about getting paid a lot a lot more mean huh <laughs> hey let's also you take this time to say there is nothing unsuper about getting paid for your labor 
True. Yeah. Stand up. True. Stand up for stand up for labor rights. So like three dollars. That's another months? way to be super. You got a twofer for this first one. Yeah. Avoid General Mills right now. Or no, Kellogg's is on a strike. That's who's on strike right now. Oh, also, uh, this is big. The IATSE strike is something we should all follow and support. I don't know how many of you know this. It, IATSE is kind of the labor union that is behind a lot of the entertainment industry. Movies, theater, television. IATSE is the union for people who work backstage behind the set. Oh. And streaming services have been underpaying them for years because... In the beginning, they were like, it's a new venture. We don't know if this will be profitable. We can't afford you to give you, like, full pay and everything. So they have written that even into the era where we know streaming is profitable and consistently make a lot of money off of it. The amount they've been paid and their conditions have not gotten better at all. Mm -hmm. So they're currently either on strike or working on doing a strike. And so you may see a decline in quality of products or decline in releases that's a good thing because these people deserve proper compensation and safe work environments. True. So that's a way to be super this week, and that's that's been that's it. it. That's just that's the episode. That's the episode. See you next week. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Got a lot of potty mouths in this episode. Only two. Of them.